a child's death that has haunted the town of Pekin for the past year. On November 18th, 13-year-old Robert B. was reported as a runaway by his mother. However, we have been in touch with the Illinois State Police and are in the process of entering information of a missing or endangered person advisory. And what happened to Robert B. brought people in Pekin out to search for answers themselves weekend after weekend. Thousands of leads poured into the Pekin Police Department. The search for the teenager coming to a halt on a hot July day when his skeletal remains were found. Ashes to Ash TV, The Disappearance of Robert B, Episode 16, Psychic or Psychopathic. During my call with Kendra, she broke down, distressed. I think, I think that it's just, it's just bigger than us. They don't, they don't, I don't know, I'm just feeling danger. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Do you know why Teresa Vansill would say that you were there that night? Do you know why she would and, and why you're saying that she was there? I wasn't there, so yeah. like, I didn't even know anything about it. She, she's the one that brought that little boy over with Jonathan. With Jonathan was only 17. She's a 30-year-old woman that was sleeping with Jonathan. I remember it. She had a green man. I just met her. Were you actually there the day that they brought Bonsai over? No, I, I told you, Randy Seidel told me that story. Okay, yep. And she, and then she told me in the basement, like before Randy said anything, that the little boy, so I didn't get too many pieces because I didn't want to push her because she's crazy. Yeah. And uh, they admitted that they was just, she said it was just an accident and that's all I got from her. But yeah. before, she was always searching for bonsai's bones and making it look like she was, I don't know, like the here to save bonsai's life. Last episode, we spoke with Teresa Vansell. Whenever I seen Robert's picture on Facebook and took it into my own hands to try to figure out who did it, because everyone knew that I was trying to figure it out on my own. Teresa had posted on Facebook. Has anyone heard any facts about Robert B. Jr. last couple days? Question mark. I had received many messages about Teresa over Facebook from her friends and family. I know Teresa, and she told me and my daughter that she had a psychic dream and said that Bonsai's body was buried in a red cooler in a shallow grave next to the taps. We didn't believe her because she says all kinds of crazy things, but now I wonder how much she really knows. Anonymous message number two. I've known Teresa for years, and her actions around the time of Bonsai's disappearance were definitely unsettling. Some of the posts that she was posting about, seeing things in her dreams, and at the time she had given her daughter winter away. And I'm just going to put this out there. I think she was very involved in this case, and that is why she gave her daughter away, because she knows the chips are going to fall. Good luck with everything you do, Ash. I appreciate you and all the hard work you are putting into this case, and all the cases that need answers and closure for their families. Again, this is all speculation, but I'm betting my bottom dollar that she runs. Teresa Vansell, speaking under the name Sestina Winter Black, comments, From Robert B. Jr.'s messages to me in my dreams, to all of who know him, to his sister, I'm all right now, no worries, I'm with my dad, to his brother, quit feeling bad and blaming yourself that he loves you more than life. 
and we'll see you again. Peace. I think I may have figured out who. Inbox me or call me. We spoke to an acquaintance of Teresa's. This person chose to remain anonymous. Oh, I can only imagine. It's quite unnerving, you know. I mean, I can tell you some of Teresa's background if you want to know, whatever. But the thing that creeped me out the most was not long after the little boy disappeared, maybe a couple months, Teresa and I were in the car. I don't remember where we were going, but he, she said, I know exactly where they'll find that little boy. And she pointed off into some woods, and that is where they found that little boy. Oh. I just know that this, that this conversation tonight, that she, when she said that, was a couple of months after he was killed. We went by a wooded area, and she said, that's exactly where they're going to find Robert B. And then that was exactly where they found him. Wow, so... That freaked me out. No, that would freak me out, too. So you think that she basically pointed to the exact area that he was found? I cannot remember where we were going, but it was towards from the Pagan Bridge to uh, towards where the federal prison is. We were going that direction. Okay. And right before you get to the prison, or right when the prison, there's a stoplight there, I think we were stopped there, and she said, I can tell you exactly where they're gonna find that little Robert B, and she pointed at an area, and that is the area where they found him. I don't know if she was guessing and made a good guess, but I don't think so. Yeah, you got the impression that she might have no knowledge. Yeah. Did she ever... I still think that. I visited Jerry Birch, who rented the home that Bonsai was allegedly murdered in. We're going to use this on the show, Ashes Dash, and you're okay with that? Yes. Okay, so make sure first I say that. I, I really don't like having myself put out there, but I think this is a good, a good cause to... I don't know if I'm helping or, or what. One of the most important things that you talked about was a seance that happened yes. at your house. Yes. And can you tell me a little bit about who the people you remember at the seance? I remember Terry Regan. I believe that Kira was there. I'm not sure on that. Okay. And there was a couple other people. I, I, I can't remember because we were getting high last night. And I don't re exactly remember all who was there. There was like three three people and me. Okay. And, of course, Teresa. And, and you're talking about Teresa Vance. Teresa Vance. Okay. Yes. And she, you know, she thinks she's like a psychic. Yeah. Or whatever. Which I, I don't really believe in a lot of that. But she she decides, you know, she gets a candle lit. And, and she starts her, her seance. And she describes this area by some railroad tracks with grass and and bones spread all over. She, she described uh, Robert B's where he was supposed to be found. Yeah. Teresa had posted this when they found the body. Maybe next time someone will believe me when I say I see their body and where it's placed. I am not psychic. I just, I just get sent these horrible flashes over and over in my dreams. It's a gift. Two days later, he's found, 
in exactly the same spot and, it, and everything that she said went along with the story that that I told you already about, yeah. which I don't want to get into. Yeah, no, no, and that's fine. I like that we're talking about something you were there. During. Exactly, because yeah. I don't know if any of that was true. Yeah. But I do know this is, and, and she described it exactly two days later. They found him in exactly the same spot, and he was found exactly like they said, scattered, the bones were, he was scattered around an area. And I just thought that was kind of creepy. Yeah. But even then, I didn't know what I do now. And I, I just, I honestly believe that she knows more than what she's saying. So in your estimation of where she said it was, it was the exact spot? Exactly. She was, exact spot. Exact spot. Okay. Now, who would know that? Right. That's a Other great question. Other than somebody that knew was something. either there or, knew or about it. knew something about it. And it just, it's creeped me out. Yeah. And that stuck in my head all, the, all this whole time. Right. And now that I've heard more things, I've heard stories from three or four other people, mm -hmm. it all, it's all the same, but some are, there's, there's a couple of variables as, as far as the people involved. And I honestly believe that that's, that she knows something about it. Or she really is psychic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of the two, right? She really is a psychic or she knows, has first Exactly, and I'm not one to believe in the psychic. Teresa always mentioned the little boy ghost in my house. Well, that's weird. Well, and a lot of things happen. I thought a lot of things happen there that, yeah. that I don't know about, and there's things that I did know about. Are you comfortable talking about the conversation that you witnessed between Josh and Tara Regan right after? Uh, that, that, this was just before... The conversation, it wasn't much of a conversation. It was just a few words was said back and forth between them two. Well, actually, Josh telling her. And this particular morning, I just got off work, and I came in, and I sat down on my couch like all I did to unwind for a few minutes. And, me, and Tara was sitting on her couch, on the couch by across from me, and because me and her were, were friends, she lived there, and we were talking, and Josh comes in. And he's got a crazy look on his face. He didn't know I was, he didn't really know I was there. I, I'd gotten up and was standing by my bathroom, which was a few feet away, and it was kind of dark there, so he didn't see me. And he come, he come into Terry, and he says, Terry, he says, I've done something that they will put me away for the rest of my life for. He said, all I wanted, I wanted to see what it felt like to kill somebody. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And I came out, he just shut up instantly and looked at me with, a, with this crazy look and, said, and grabs her and pulls her out the door and they left. That's another thing all this time is like, what? I'm thinking, what the hell did he do, you know? That'll put him away for the rest of his life. And did, did he kill somebody? Robert B came up missing. At that time, I didn't think nothing about it until later on when people started asking me, what do you know about this? Or, and I really didn't know anything. Did I, just, I was just was taking weird? in. I was just taking in what they were telling me. Did you think it was weird people were asking you? I thought it was weird people were asking me. They they knew they, people know you know they knew it was my house and the ones who were asking me were people that came to my house. They were there all the time, you know, to do their thing after I left work. Mm -hmm. 
as I said before, you know, I, at 10.15 every night, I go to work. 10.15 every night, 10.30 or whatever, that's when it was party time. And then they party all night until just before I came home. They would all leave. And that happened pretty much every night. That, that, when the people started talk, questioning me about what I, if I knew anything about Robert B. or whatever, I started taking pieces from each one of them, and they all were consistent. And that's the story that I told you earlier, which I don't want to get into, is <clears throat> I believe it's true because they all had the same story, but they just implicated different people doing the dirty work, right? As you, uh, is what I would call it. And are you okay with us using the part where you say their stories were consistent? Yeah. Okay. The, the, the story of exactly how it happened was consistent between several people. You know, I, I told what I know. And what I do know is all, is all hearsay. And it's things that I gathered. I don't know if any of it's even true, but I just thought it was strange how they all had the same story. It raises some suspicion. It, it raises suspicion in me. I had people come into my house, come to my house, and do the same thing and tell me the same story. So I don't know the whole truth because I was not there. Absolutely. And they knew I, you know, they knew I lived there, and they were wondering if it's like it made me feel like they were asking me what I know because they thought maybe I talked to somebody else that was there, and they were trying to find out if somebody else was, you know, if they were ratting out on them or whatever. So they were checking me to see what I knew. Absolutely. And I, I, I didn't know anything. Are you comfortable talking about the van and that something seemed weird going on with that? or? Um, all, all I can say about the van is there was, a, there was a, a couple different times that there was people out there that they, they'd put something in the van. I don't know if it was something they stole from me. <laughs> really, there wasn't nothing missing because I didn't have much left of value anyway. They done, took it all. And uh, I did, they all like shut up and then, like here, here, you know. And I just got a creepy feeling something was going on in that van that they didn't want me to know about. Did you see them cover up what was in the van with anything? I just seen I just seen them throwing blankets in a, over the back. Here's what Teresa said when I spoke with her. And I let them use my van a few times, and they took off with it, and were gone with it for quite a while. You yeah. had some yeah. thoughts after the fact that your van could have potentially been used to move the body. I, you know what? No one's ever said that to me, but I wonder. You just wonder. I wonder yeah. if it wasn't involved. Interesting. Do you feel, if your memory serves you correctly, that from the day he went, Bonsai went missing officially to the day his bones were found, you feel as though Josh McCreary and would have borrowed your van at some point in there. I do believe that they, that him, in my heart, I believe they moved his body with my van. That's pretty smart that you got that figured out because I have never said that to anyone. And, and, and I love Teresa, it, it, sometimes. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, <laughs> sometimes. And she was a sweet, she'd be sweet as heck. And then, then there was times that He's like evil, and that the two times that I'd seen that van, 
and them around it. They just like, what are they doing? Yeah. I'm not missing anything. Or, or, they, or they might have stole something from somewhere else. That's true too. Who knows? Absolutely. But now, after these years and, and, and what I, I put, you know, everybody that I've talked to since I got out of jail and so some things I heard while I was in jail and things that happened before the miss, he came up missing, I put put it all together because that when it, you know the part about Josh and then want to see what it, that all stuck in my head. I mean, all this time I was like, "What did he do?" And then all these stories and, and, and consistencies, it, it, and this happened in my house. And I know if I would have been there, if it happened in my house, they pushed a little kid down. Or, or anything, anybody would have got hurt in my house. There would have been an ambulance there. Oh, of course. And you just called somebody would have got their ass whooped yeah. and been in the ambulance with them. Yeah. I promise you that. That's yeah. I don't. I wouldn't have went up with that. Of I course. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have, wouldn't have flew with that. That little boy would have been in the ambulance and in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Or at least if he was, if he was dead, he would have at least been in the ambulance. At least gotten returned to his family. He wouldn't family. have been scattered around yeah. somewhere or whatever Absolutely. happened. And all that has creeped me out all this time. Mm -hmm. Now, there's, 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 I'm, I'm a little scared right now. Yeah, I would be too even, if I were you. Even, even saying what I do. Can you just explain so people understand what your relation to that house was? My, I, I was renting it. Okay. I lived there by myself. And started with, you know, some. my neighbor had a friend that, that was having problems with her husband, and she asked if she could stay on my porch. And so I, we made she we made a bedroom out there on my front porch. It was a big glass porch, and the girl the girls just they loved it out there. Mm -hmm. Then I got a call, and a girl asked me to see if I could help another girl. And Kira, I love Kira to death. She was in Texas, and I, I, I brought her up from Texas. The other girl got back with her husband and moved out, who's still my friend to this day. Kira moved onto the porch, and then people started coming around more and more. And I had several girls move in and out of there. One would move in, and they'd tell another one, okay, Jerry, I'll let you stay there, you know? Yeah. I didn't care. And it turned into a dope house. The 10, 10, 15, when I go to work, they, it was party time. And it, tweaker time is what I always call it. It's tweaker time. And they'd party all night. And when I'd come home, they were all gone, except for the ones that lived there. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened here, you know? I'd be all mad. Then, like I say, it, it happened every night, and I couldn't stop it. I would get robbed and everything else, you know. I couldn't stop it, so finally I just gave up. Right, just kind of let it happen. I just let it go. Couldn't control and then it. That, that's how my house got to be like it was. It ended up a dope house. Was Teresa staying with you, or she came Teresa by? Teresa would come stay for a few days, and then we'd get in an argument or whatever, because Teresa, after a couple of days of doing dope, she would get really spooky. She would actually hit herself in the face, hit herself in the head, and call the police and try to tell them that I did it. Oh wow, that's frightening. I went to jail twice, actually three times, because and she was teaching these girls 
her ways. This is how you take care of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know she was. Yeah. She was like the mama, mama bear. Like I said, it turned, my house turned into that. And eventually, I got, I got into the, I was doing the dope too, and I didn't pay my bills or I didn't do anything, and it got all crazy, and I ended up moving after all that. And then, like I said, then pieces of the, then I heard that Robert B. thing happened in my basement. <laughs> I'm like, what? To this day, you know, I, I have gathered up all that, what I've told you about, and this is the conclusion I came up with. Do you know, was Teresa Vansell staying with you over the time that Robert B. went missing? And if you don't remember, that's fine. I don't know because some of the girls would, they would, they, like Teresa, she lived, she lived out of town sometimes, or she would stay with somebody else. And then we get we get in a fight, we get in an argument or whatever, and always, all the girls we get, I, I've been in an argument with every one of them. A couple of days later, they come back. It, it, it was really weird. Yeah. And they, like Teresa, she would come, stay with me three, four days, and like, I, like and usually Teresa by the third day, I don't want her there anyway, because they, they would get so twacked out on dope that you, you Looking, looking for trouble is what it felt like. Like I said, Teresa, I, I couldn't exactly tell you if she was there at that time. And then what about Josh McCreary? Did he stay with you from time to time, or was he there from time to time? He, he, Josh was Tara's boyfriend. It, it, it was weird. There would be time, Josh come over to get her or, or to check on her. It was like he was jealous. He, he thought me and Tara had something going on or something. We were, we were friends. Yeah. And uh, we, were, we were close. But he, uh, there were times like he would be sneaking around outside looking in the windows and, and, and things like that. He was a creepy little dude. And uh, at that time, I don't know what he's like now, he would be over there looking to see what we were doing. And we were like, we, there was nothing to see. Did you ever know if, um, or see Jonathan Tandy hanging around your house? Jonathan would come down. Jonathan was young. And I didn't really like having underage kids in my house. But Jonathan was 17, and I knew his grandpa. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan would, had, had problems. So I would let him come, come down, and me and him would talk and, and stuff. And his grandpa would come down looking for him. He didn't mind, it, mind him being down at my house. Yeah. And, and I got to know Jonathan, so I let him hang around. And that's how Jonathan started coming around. But did you ever notice any relationship between Teresa Vansell and Jonathan Tandy? Yes. You're like a physical relationship? Yes. They, they, yes. Okay. Yeah. So they were having they sex? Were, they were boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever for, oh, okay. for a while. Did that seem strange to you because they I each thought it was really strange. You know, she's in her 40s and he's 17, which I, I don't have a problem with. Age is just a number to me. They had their little thing going, and they they loved each other. Yeah. At that time, they, they I believe honestly believe they did, and I think they still do. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's a connection there that I'd rather not speak about. Did you ever notice any smell coming from your house or any of the houses around it? The thing of it is, is there's an a ethanol plant right there by it. And that stinks too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there's been times that I smelled, and I thought it was strange because it was coming from the opposite direction. That, that, that's all, and then a couple days later that was, it was gone. Okay. But I couldn't just tell you if it wasn't just the ethanol plant, because it stinks right. bad, or 
it was something else. Yeah. Now I now that everything it could have been something else. Well, yeah. But but nothing ever. At the time, you were never I thought, like well, kind of yeah, sure about it. You were like, could have been anything. Yeah. Right? Okay. It could be the ethanol plant. It could be anything. Or it could be just a dead squirrel or something. You know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But I did notice a smell a couple times. But do you ever recall if there was any sort of refrigeration unit downstairs? A I had a refrigerator freezer in the basement. Okay. I never ever went, hardly ever went to the basement. When I first moved in, I did because the shower, there was a nice shower down there. Eventually, I, I did, I, that shower down there, I got to where I didn't like it no more, and I, I just, I would take baths and, oh, okay. and, and stuff upstairs. And I never, never went downstairs anymore. The unit that was in the basement, was it like an, one of those upright it upright. fridges? It was okay. an upright, it had the freezer, it was a refrigerator freezer. Okay, so it had the freezer had on the big, top, yeah. fridge at the bottom. And, all the racks were out of it. Okay. And but it was it was on. It was always on. But I never I never used it. I was good to bring it upstairs, but never did never did mess with it. But yeah. Did you ever see Nick Phillips? Nick Phillips, he's come around. I know all them okay. boys. Okay. Yeah. And then Kira kind of lived there. She was a loner. Yeah. And uh, she always stayed on the porch. She never hung around with those. She she did when. At first, mm -hmm. or but she's a loner. She always stayed by herself out on the front porch. And what about Randy Seidel? Was that someone who came by? Randy, I knew Randy from the place I work. Okay. I never ever seen him at my house. I may have. It's not something we you were doing. You know, yeah. we were doing dope. He may, may have been there. I don't know. There was, like I said, there was every every kid in that age group in town was there. It, they, they, they call it, you know, uh, how they, what they say it's a, it's a lifestyle. Eleven to seven is a lifestyle, you know. Party all night. People all work on getting more dope the next day. Come to the house, party all night. It was a cycle they had. There, you feel that there is a good chance that people could have been in and out of your home that you didn't ever know or exactly. or see or exactly. speak to. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I believe I spoke to all of them. Okay. But there was times they were there that I didn't know they were there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I and see And then there'd what be another saying. time they were there, and I'd meet them. That makes sense. So you've, you've at some point in your life talked to them, but yeah. they could have been in your house without yeah. you knowing. Without okay. me knowing. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people in that. Place. Yeah. They were would sell dope out of there. So there was anybody that wanted something, go down there, and after eleven, it would be served. Teresa posted a video of herself sending a message to Kendra. Hi everybody, um, this is Teresa on a real note. Kendra, I hope you're fucking listening to this bitch. I'm on to you, I know what happened. I thought about it all hardcore. I wanna thank you. Cause you're the one who solved this case by lying your lying mouth on ashes to ashes. That's not what this is about. It's about Robert. I'm laying in the bathtub and I start dreaming. All of a sudden, I'm laying on Jerry Birch's basement floor. I'm like a rug. I see Robert standing there and he's just dancing around. Being autistic. Jonathan reaches over and hands him a header. Because he wants it. Robert smokes it, trying to be cool like the big boys. 
or he loses it. Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino. Cinematography, Justin Crompier. Assistant editor, Michael Howard. Production team, Generic Brand Human. Associate producer, Kay Giordano. Follow us on Facebook at Ashes to Ash True Crime. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Ashes to Ash TV. Interviewed for this episode, Teresa Vansell, Jerry Birch, an anonymous friend of Teresa, Kendra, and the actor who played Bonsai, Barrett Hellick. If you have any tips or information, we can keep you anonymous. Please contact us at ashland57 at gmail.com. A-S-H-L-A-N-D, the number 57 at gmail.com. If you know of any illegal activity involving this case, please contact your local police.